Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 382. Boom. I'm Corey. I am Nick. And it's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what, the fuck. Did you say humor and enjoyment? What an exciting, I'm excited about what this show can give to the world. Yeah, humor and enjoyment. Yeah, we talk about all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, this wow. week's movie had lots of humor and enjoyment. Humor? This is comedy romp, what we watched? Interesting take. That's why people tune into this podcast for the hot takes. Yeah. The- well, there's a lot of, I, again, well, that's, that's probably, anyways, my only question about the movie is why is it called what it is it's fine <laughs> we'll, we'll get, anyways we'll get that's to that. fine that's fine uh, so uh like yeah like i said uh each week's uh episode each week's movie is revealed in the prior episode so you two can join in on the madness so make sure you listen to the end of every episode that's where we let you know what the next movie is going to be and where you can watch it as long as it's available on a streaming service or maybe a DVD or however else you need to get it. Sometimes you got to get that physical media. Sometimes you got to just have it in your hands. All the, all two discs for six movies. Uh, impressive. So it's impressive. My discs are actually different looking than yours. Yeah. Did you look, you looked at them again afterwards? Well, yeah. When I put it, when I went to watch this one, yeah. I remembered how yours looked. Yes. And mine looked different than yours. I would have to look at them before we Even do. though they're the same. Yeah, it's the same idea. Like have the same two in the one. Yes. And then the three in the other. Yes. Like, yeah, but it's they're, they look different. Uh, so uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so uh, at B-Movie Breakdown. I mean, uh, at B&B Podcast at gmail.com. That's wow. how you can get a hold of us. You Oof. can also get a, get a hold of us at B-Movie Breakdown on social media. So follow yeah. us on there, especially over there on the Instagram uh, so give us a little follow on there, or Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever the hell, whatever the hell you're using, and whatever the hell you want to follow us on. Lots of hell this episode. There's a lot of hell this episode. Speaking of hell, do you have anything yeah. you want to mention? I mean, people like scary stories. You can listen to Weird and Feared. It's another podcast that you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Where me and a good friend discuss monsters, madness, and mayhem, spooky stories, cryptids, demons. Whatever's whatever's coming at you, whatever we whatever we can dig up, folklore, all that good stuff. All right, probably some hell related things on there. Some of my favorite things are hell related. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see if if this is one of your favorite things that is hell related. How hell related? See, this uh, is what happens when you don't lick your mouth and make chop chop <laughs> plop plop sounds before recording. You just get the, a little stumbling. The chop, chop, plop, plop is very much needed uh, because this week on the podcast, we're still we're going down that Hellraiser road. Uh, we we started with Hellraiser four Bloodline since we've you know we've we watched did. the other ones n- number of times. Consensus was liked, and uh, we liked that. Yeah, one. we liked the Hellraiser Hellraiser Bloodline or Hellraiser yeah. four Bloodline, whichever whatever you want to call it. Who I don't knows? know. I think it's four in some countries. It was called Hellraiser four. Um, and my DVD, it just says Hellraiser 4. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Bloodline was. It doesn't tell me the name <laughs> of the movie. It just says Hellraiser 4. Then it says Hellraiser 5. <laughs> this one said Hellraiser 5? Uh, yeah. Wow. On the disc. Mine says Hellraiser Inferno, Hellraiser Bloodline. So it's, there you yeah. go. There's some other differences. On the back of the box, it says what it's called. But on the disc, it's just Hellraiser 4, Roman numeral. Just so and Hellraiser lazy. Hellraiser 5, Roman Nobody numeral. Nobody cared. 
Just like, all right. Nobody cared. All right. So this week on the podcast from the year 2000. All right. It's Hellraiser Inferno. It's the best of the worst. Would you believe me if I told you no. that this movie never originally began as a non-Hellraiser related horror script owned by Dimension? Honestly, like I'm okay with that though. Right, I'm just I'm just saying though, you would believe me though if I told you. Yeah, I'd believe yeah, you. Yeah, because yeah. this is it's uh so basically it was edited to insert Pinhead and the Cinebites uh but like into there. I don't know if it wasn't for, if it was without the Cinebites. Oh wait, never mind. That was in, that's incorrect. Oh, uh, oh according wow. to some, it's incorrect. Some people there's a, there's a debate. Oh, there's about a controversy. That. Yes, some people say this that was a thing that was a situation. Other people say that that wasn't the situation. Um, they say it was pitched as a Hellraiser sequel and completed as such. I mean, so but there's so there's a lot of different uh, things going on I mean, here. But I mean, like the whole plot is quintessential. Like it revolves around the puzzle box, right? They changed some things. Apparently, that's what they said. They changed. They added things into it. Which that w- I would have to think. I mean, it would just be a way less interesting movie. They probably it could have just been a guy going through this like hell, whatever, like living hell the, situation, and then they added the hell puzzle box. The and, puzzle box gives it the structure, right? You need which it, which is something they added maybe in. I don't know. It says here Clive Barker confirmed in an online appearance on AOL in 1996. Wild. After the American release of Hellraiser Bloodline, that Dimension Films intended to make a fifth installment in the series. While the film's screenwriter Pete Peter Adkins claimed that there had been reshoots to leave room for at least two more sequels. One concept was a project called Hellraiser Hellfire, a pitch by Stephen Jones and Michael Marshall Smith in which Kirsty uh, Cotton from the first two movies uh, would f- would face a plot by a cult to unleash the Leviathan and the Cenobites into the real world with bad. a climax involving a large lament c- configuration and closing London. The pitch was rejected due to budgetary concerns after the film was opted to be released direct to video. Well, right. And also, we don't need to... You don't, and, you don't need to do that. And Barker was not involved in this movie. Uh, That's all, fine. He, although Barker was previously in negotiations, negotiations to return as executive producer in 1999, he was ultimately dropped from the production due to creative disagreements with the studio and was barred from providing any sort of assistance on the film. Don't know why you'd bar him. <laughs> that seems like... Talk to the Weinsteins. They were the, I will not ever do that. <laughs> I don't need to do that. Well, they owned Dimension Films at the time. Of course. Yeah, that was them. Miramax. It was like an offshoot yeah, of Miramax. Of course. Um, so, yeah, but I, I mean, you could tell, like, obviously, like with things with this movie, the being direct to video special effects budget was only fifty thousand dollars. It's fine. Um, so it's, a you know, a much more low budget version uh, of uh, of a Hellraiser movie. And uh, this time around, it's more of a psychological horror movie than a body horror movie. Well, all the other movies are 
because the kind of body horror to an extent that some of the scenes are. I want, I don't know if I would always think of that as that, but um, yeah, this one's more of a psychological horror movie. Yeah. It's a little different. Um, I would will say that I felt it was a little too slow. I'm gonna go out and say it was awesome. I liked it immensely. Wow, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people on I like on IMDb. Lots of like very no, positive reviews. Like there's no again went in expecting with an open mind. I wouldn't say low expectations. I went in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. And then it just gave me this masterful psychological because like if you don't have any CGI like to do a hell. You have to make it like you don't know what's real or not. Right. And like you're descending, you're falling into a pit. You don't know if these people are really dying or not. You don't know what is all in his head. You don't know really what's going on. Who is this? What is that? And that will always keep me interested for the most part. Yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. I just felt at certain times it was a little too slow and a little too like... Other than that, I I didn't hate this movie. It did feel... It was this weird, like, I love the psychological stuff. I guess some of the stuff I could have done without was maybe some of, like, the too much detective type That's stuff. That's all the movie but... is, though. It's like a cop movie. It's like a, the, yeah, it's like a noir. And the main character is a bad guy. He's a horrible person. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, abso- a, piece, he's a piece he's, of shit. He's absolutely terrible. By the way, that's the guy who played Cabal in yeah. Nightbreed. He also looks like a... Uh, like the guy who played Angel. He looks like David Boreanaz, <laughs> 100%. He doesn't so much in... Like Nightbreed, maybe the hair is yeah. part of it, but in this, he looks like up. right. You have to just keep like yeah. It, like, it's I, pretty close. Before I kind of forgot it was that guy from Nightbreed yeah. when I first started watching it, and I was like, "Is that the dude? Is that?" Because it's not just like <laughs> it's like his cheekbones, his brow, his chin. Like it's very similar. yeah. What other it's show was that guy on? He's on. He was on Bones. Bones. And he's on, um, that's what I was. That, that's what I was thinking of. Bones. Uh, Seal Team, I believe, is the whatever this the Seal show is. He's on that show right now. Okay, I'm. That's what I was thinking of. Bones was in, was the well, other I mean, show he's been he was on, on TV consistently. It was Buffy, Angel, Bones, Bones and then now the Seal show. That's all. It's probably a CBS. It's CBS vehicle. I've, mm-hmm. I assume as much. Of course. <laughs> just the but name. I mean, just the name of it. But yeah, yeah. This this dude looked, especially him playing a cop. Bones, same dude. in a suit. Yeah. I mean, not the not, haircut. Not to say, the haircut is also the same as Bones and Angel. Same, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it was. I feel bad for this guy. He probably people probably he probably didn't get roles because he. Well, also like maybe he got roles but, because he between, between the two of those guys, like they don't look like anybody else on Earth. Like they're very distinctive looks, right? Yeah. So to have that similar, it's yeah. Kinda, um, James Remar is also incredible. The psychiatrist, he plays Dexter's dad and Dexter. Oh, gotcha. And many other things. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Brought some heavy hitting acting to that role. I'm yeah, sorry. there was a, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't have a, I was very content. Yeah, I was fine. Like, yeah, like I said, my only complaint, just pacing. I just felt like the pacing was a little. And to my critique of, my critique of Bloodlines last time, Pinhead's not a fucking bad guy. And he wasn't in this. He's just like, this is what we do. You you want you know because usually like with Uncle uh oh no, what's his name Frank, like Frank's a piece of shit who pursues the box and like like he's a sleazy garbage person right so like the sinner pursues the sin so then like whatever happens is just like you know that's just the this, the demons are just we just do 
you welcome us in and we just exist. And we're pulling on your, you know, your evils and what your right, desires. But with Frank, he kind of starts getting away with things and becoming, he yeah, of course. Pieces, you know, he's a bad guy, but he, he's uh, a bad guy. Unlike this guy, this guy, Frank kinda, is Frank is the bad guy, right? This guy is also a bad guy. He's a bad guy, but he's not like, um, he's he's, he's not like the bad guy, like how Frank was like trying to like re come back to life and you know, all no, this is just whatever. a guy who cheats on his wife and beats up people he interrogates and is a cop that, right? I mean, I meant just some other different and, kinds of bad guys, and then like it also turns out he's trying to save a child. Which actually, the only person in his whole fantasy, he's just really trying to save himself. Spoiler alert. So, like, it's still a... Even his hell is, like, a self-centered mess. Right, yeah. So, he's just a total piece of garbage. Yeah. He... Yeah, he sucked. He... Which I thought was nice. The main character's a bad guy. He... Yeah. He cheats on his wife. The... uh, With the hooker. She's dead. And then he goes to... Well, yeah, because that's when it starts. Because basically, the whole movie really kicks off into... Hell, the whole movie's in hell. Is well it's, up it's until all in hell. It's basically we'll go ahead. Well, it's it's in it's not in hell until he messes once, with the box. Once he's fiddling with his puzzle so the box point, in the bathroom. The point where yeah, from the point when he messes with the box in the bathroom, walks out of the bathroom, it's all like green and shit. Um, that's it's the, the movie is hell from then on out. Uh, he doesn't realize that, so he still continues to be his shitty self. In which one of the most shitty things he does is frame his fucking partner. Isn't that cool? For that murder. He is incredible. Like, it's just top-level bad guy. And he has, like, all the right moves to get the... Fr- like, leaves the pen behind. All the sorts and of like, stuff. Maybe to, get because... it, to make sure that it's, like, online to get that guy fucking framed. And maybe it's because, you know, I had Marathon Better Call Saul for the, the new season that is out now. So like there's a lot of scheming, conniving, and people laying traps and planning things. So like my mindset was just in that zone of like him putting the pen down, kicking the cigarette, like this fucking monster. He wants to extort he's gonna extort his partner if he doesn't do what he wants. And if he does, he'll just make him an excuse why it's not a big deal. It's incredible. Oh yeah. He's just incredible. Yeah. Just a my he's a base. Again, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Up. None of the Cenobites are bad. No, not no. This time around. Especially because it's all in his head. So like, or his hell. So like, they're not even killing real people. And the only time really that they're, that this, the Cenobites are bad guys, the last movie. Right. They are, but they have a mission. So it's like different. There's a reason that they're bad guys. It's like their physics. Like the physics of them is they do this. And then the bloodlines, of course, the mission is to... I, they want know, to still exist, so yeah. they're trying to. They kill people all out of the, which because like, they want to yeah. exist. Because so it's right. like it's like they're bad guys, but there's a purpose behind them instead of just killing or something. Which yeah. three is kind of they're just killing people. They just get out and kill on Earth, which like yeah, no, yeah, it's it's I mean, not it's just the first. It's the first two. That's how I want my centipedes. Right, they're forces of nature. Right, like you know. Um, some kind of like a weather pattern or a natural disaster isn't good or evil. It just is. It could just like, it doesn't have an intent behind it. Like it's just, it can be bad for people. It doesn't mean it's evil. Right. I mean, it can be horrifying and you know what I mean? Like it's just, they just like, they're just part of the world that we get to. I would say probably because special effects budget. And if the movie did in fact exist in a previous version and they kind of wrote stuff in or whatever, however, whatever happened, I will say, so another like uh, two complaints. 
pacing, that's my one. The other one, not enough Cinnabites. The lack of Cinnabites, surprisingly, is what I like. Because when they show up, like they don't, like, especially after we got so many of them in Bloodlines, a lot of like the horror stuff you said, body horror. And this one, and this one, I just sat back and kind of crossed my arms and I was like, this thing is, and this thing is just an anthology series. And it's, it's funny. It's just random stories loosely connected by a puzzle box. It's funny. Cause like what they wanted in, but the last one, what the intention was, was to remember to have Hellraiser or not Hellraiser, Pinhead not show up for a long time. Right. And then they bumped it up a little bit. Yeah. And then this one really like, so right. where did, why did they like, we're like, Oh, it's a weird. It's like, it's a weird. It's, they allowed it this time because it was directed video for something like that to happen. But last time they were like, no, it's like, it's a weird situation right. there. Um, but yeah, like I could have done with a little more, maybe not, not necessarily just pinhead. Cause he, when he's in it, it's very like impactful. Yeah. He um, makes statements, but like maybe just the Cenobites, like in general, like just a little bit more. I like the variations of, of the Cenobites. So they were cool. The yeah. New, they were the cool. Cenobites looking. were cool. They were like, very you, cool. Unique looking to him. And like just the one in the beginning or like when he first gets to hell and like the girl Cenobites are like sticking their fingers into his skin like massaging him. That's the kind of pain pleasure shit that I want from my hell. Cause like that clearly hurts and is terrible, but he's enjoying like every second of it and gets lost in the moment, the weird merging of the, these three beings. And then like, he's like, Oh, what am I doing? Then he runs away from it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're talking about him being a bad guy. He was also like a weird guy. He was like into magic. He would, do, the, he would the, do like magic tricks. He yeah. did a magic trick uh, for the hooker with his money and his cocaine. Right. It was like, what? Well, There's just some weird, weird things that they had this guy do. It was just like I, I very think. like odd. He was not only like a shitty person, but he was just an odd guy. That's why he kept my attention. It's like, what is this guy doing? Like, how many times do you... Is the lead in a movie like a bad guy? Yeah. Like, you know, there's like complicated, like bad. Like, this guy's just a piece of shit. Yeah. And he knows magic. And then when he goes to therapy. Also, when he was banging the hooker, why was there like a, a bright light on them? It was very weird. It was like the one of the weirdest sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I mean, hell was already creeping through. That puzzle box was like trying to like tickle it. Uh, I'm not going to attribute it to that. I think it was a weird decision to just like, I mean, where else we really want to put a spotlight on these two fucking. I mean, they were doing that. But like, I was just going to say in his therapy session when they ask about, like, oh, you do magic? Your kids must love that. I just do it for myself. Oh, my God, man. You're just the worst guy. You don't even do magic for your kids? No. It's the worst guy. No, just for hookers. Just, the, just for hookers with your drugs and your whatnots. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, like you were saying before with the female, like, twin Cenobites, I thought that was cool. And they were, like, digging their hands, like, into yeah. him and stuff. And then there was, like, the torso chatterer mm-hmm. kind of like no faced torso chatterer yeah, that's cool that's probably the the extent right that's all the cenobites aside from pinhead yeah just the no, twin well, the twins and, the well, torso and then like whenever you saw just the guy the liquor the liquors are all over the place those other guys like they weren't always like looked like the woman they would assume different forms. oh yeah a few times yeah they were just cowboy liquors right and just other liquors like just the face would appear and yeah, and it's and then I think the movie did a good job of also like tricking the viewer as to not re- making you didn't realize it was hell up until a certain point. Correct. Like 
you might have thought like, oh, okay, he opened the box and then there's a one scene with like with the sure. Cenobites and then it's done. Yeah. And then you think it's not hell for a while. Yeah. So they did a pretty good job of tricking the viewer as well. Like, yeah. okay, well, this is just this thing and it's kind of weird. Things are happening, but it's not that weird. It seems kind of like, mm-hmm. and maybe the puzzle box is like messing with him in the real world. Um, instead of like, then when you find out, it's like legit, like. Well, I am happy it was always hell because it sure explains the cowboy biker bar a little bit better. Yeah, because if and the ninja cowboy girls who beat the shit out of him. Imagine if it wasn't hell. And I it, mean, it, it was it, just amazing. Imagine, imagine the movie where it's not hell, but the, the puzzle box was just fucking with them all the whole time, and that was just part of the movie, and it's, it never explained it. Well, I mean, hey man, when you're part of the underworld, you know all about the engineer, and you know what's in Denver, an underground connected cowboy themed poker bar where two of the bodyguards are like hot ninja bot ninja cowboy chicks right and i couldn't remember the main cowboy guy's name but it's just the whole it's oh, just, i can't remember his name either. i don't even think i don't weirdness. think i wrote it down that's the weirdness i want though i want it to be weird i want it to question what i'm doing i want to just be like what is going on here in a good way because like him hunting for the engineer like the movie carries you along to give you different things to pay attention to. Well, even even the way. first mention of the engineer in that tattoo shop, you're like, it's good. You're, you're just like, who the hell's the engineer? What's it's this? Good. What are we talking about now? It's good. And uh, I like the tattoo artist where he was like, "So you're gonna frisk me or fuck me?" Right. And I just love the idea of that, like, just like like the cop going in there. I mean, just the amount of times he just shoves his badge and just gets to do oh, whatever he wants. all the time. I'm a cop. I mean, again, eventually it's in his head. So that's of course how he views himself, but it's just incredible. Right. I mean, he also had some shitty friends like the ice cream man. That guy was doing some weird stuff. Well, he was just, he was into bad stuff. He sells drugs and sells ice cream to kids. I had porn all over the inside of his ice well, cream truck. You no, know, the kids don't go in there. I never take it. But a also, peek. like, how much of that can you even take for reality? Because it's all in his head. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. all we know up until before he opens the puzzle box is that he's shooting to his family. Right. And, like, did the ice cream man, like, was the ice So, the, since the ice cream man was probably somebody he knew in real life. Yeah. But have. then the story of Terry yeah. is that being told by the engine? Is, like, the engineer playing the ice cream man and telling that story? Cause like that's not a, that's because it's since it's not the real world that's not really a story well, that the, the engine, ice cream man knew. When the engineer doesn't even exist. Well, you know, you know what, what I mean. Like, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying like that's how like mind bending it is because you're like, well, this is like it's just all right. Like, but like who had who had the ice cream man tell that story? Is that a story the ice cream man already knew? It just comes from or hell. that's just yeah. like a pinhead tells the story has because nobody outside of his dreams is going to know who the engineer is because it's all in his fucking hell world yeah it was like the story of the terry the engineer and his what and terry's wife and like little anecdotes like that keep you interested because it just straight like it kept just moving you along yeah i felt like it just kept taking you on the journey of like here's a little mini story there's this he has to hunt the engineer he's left, looking for left, him. left that cool note for terry you left and that- you and terry i have what i need the rest is yours the only moment I winced was when when the reveal of the, the engineer was his psychiatrist, um, like the pastor guy, which that's fine. Like him being the engineer is cool. But then when he he was turning into Pinhead, I was like, ah. And then like when it was done, I was like, it all makes sense. That's fine. But I kind of like the engineer's zone guy too. I did too. But I'm like, this is fine. Cause but uh, yeah, but then when you, once you saw like the psychiatrist 
and then he had an upside down cross on his lapel. Yeah, it's coming. And then you're like, okay, this is, this is not wild. He's not a psychiatrist. Why does he have this? Why is he having an upside down cross pin on That's him? Good stuff. So, um, and also one thing that kind of like threw me, like I was starting to question what was going on too, was when that one kid just delivered a snuff film to Joseph. I think that's when I started taking notes. <laughs> because then I'm like, he's just at the bar? And then he takes the snuff film. And like, if you're just at, imagine you're just at the bar and you're watching this football game or whatever. And a guy just puts in this DVD and it's a man being whipped to death. He's like, what are we watching? Like, just spit out my beer. Like, dude, what are you doing? The local ice cream man. He's just being murdered. He's just ripped <laughs> apart. So imagine being in that bar and just looking. And then, of course, immediately after that, you find out nobody could find out what was on the tape. They think he's losing his mind. Yeah, I like how it with the because of the poker game scene is is not long after that. Yeah, one of my notes was, uh, "Who are these guys at the poker game? Did time travel happen?" It's amazing. <laughs> I didn't understand. No, it's like the time travel happened, and we were and I missed that scene. Or, but then it gets really gets pretty realistic when like he's talking to like the main cowboy guy, and the cowboy guy's like, "No, I have my permits." So it's a very like official thing. Like, oh. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. I just liked it a lot. Yeah, it was. I didn't know what are we like, what are we doing here? Again, I asked that question and all the stuff, in a good way. And then once you re- once once you kind of figure out like, oh, he's been in hell this whole time. Yeah. Um, it's got some like things starting to get a little bit crazier. Of course. Like when, they he, have when to. he goes to like the hospital where his parent or the nursing awesome. home or whatever his parents are, there's like the old man with the stretched mouth laughing. Like a child. Awesome. Very good. Very creepy. That's what we need. That's what you need. The mom being killed, the blood all over the place, yeah. the blood in the bed. Yeah. Uh, like in the parents missing and then like more fingers and, you know, um, there was, they even brought back the spinning like wood, wood piece of wood. Yeah, it's classic. With everything and like his wife and child were like stuck, yep. stuck to it. Um, and they were, they were like, they turned, like yeah, things they, started they getting like crazy. It started yes. like upping itself. Once that reveal was, it was about more than halfway through the movie was when they revealed like, oh, he's in hell. Things are getting real. And yeah, yeah. things just started getting like more and more and more. Yeah. Um, Cause like when he dreams in the bed after he gets beat up by the cowboy girls. Yeah. Which again, that fight scene of them whipping the crap out of him. And it's why he's bruised the rest of the movie is just insane. Yeah. I brought down Asian cowboys kick Joe's ass in the woods. Incredible. <laughs> like, what does that say about his brain? Where he's like, what? Anyways, but he then when he, to get his yeah, ass when he falls by. asleep and the phone rings and then he goes through a whole thing. And then that, again, with his parents, that's when it really starts. The gears get ripped. Yes, because of like the parents, and then they're dead. But then he gets back, and then they're alive. And, and then so that's like a groundhog situation like, where he wakes up and does the same thing. A lot of it was Groundhog's Day kind of uh-huh. esque, very much so. Like, right, it's a guy live reliving all the. He wasn't real. He only really one, relives it in that moment. In that he relives that moment twice with going to visit his parents or whatever. Yeah. But basically, living in a loop. He's living in a loop, whether he realizes yeah, it or not. And it's, you know, he's living in some sort of version like that. He keeps like, jumping back to his room as a kid. Yeah. And then... Good anchor. Yeah, good anchor there. Uh, and also, I liked him being the reveal, like, the kid who's chasing was him all... I like that they learn, like, oh, the fingers were his fingers because the him. fingerprints come back. Yeah. And that's how you learn that the kid mm-hmm. was, like, him chasing his childhood uh, this whole time. And... 
Um, I did find it like you were saying that the pin, the engineer being pinhead or whatever. Yeah. Um, I did feel like that was a slightly obvious. Sure. Like, but like oh, of course he's gonna be the. Engineer. I didn't expect him to throw the preacher at me first. No, and then I didn't get, expect and then get that. The pinhead, so no, that's I what I mean. Yeah, like, I didn't expect that. But but when yeah, they keep course. talking about this engineer, engineer, well, engineer, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course it's gonna be pinhead. So, um, but yeah, for the first uh. The first bit of dialogue from Pinhead, though, mm-hmm. any di- he shows up before this once. Yes, he disappears. Just appears, but his Which first like. his first bit of dialogue was one hour and twenty minutes into the movie. The first Which time like, he spoke. If the movie wasn't doing all this other stuff with the mystery, like again, like a you can just jump back to your CBS procedurals, you know, back to you know because we're talking seals and mm-hmm. but like. So it was like a cop doing cop stuff and mysteries and detective work is always like, well, not always. I shouldn't say that because it can definitely not be But like usually just having a mystery can help carry you along. We've got the demons. You got the puzzle box. You got this gruesome murder, but also like that's when it gets the puzzle box. So that gruesome murder was real. Right, with yeah. With the puzzle box, yeah, you know all, what I mean? With all the skinned people. It was like uh, skinned people all over the floors, pentagrams. This guy he knew. So like that's real. What was that guy's name? Uh, I forget his last name was Cho, I think. John, no, John Cho is an actor. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Cho, did they just call him Mr. Cho multiple no, he, times? He had a, no, he had a name, but I was trying to keep it all track in my head, and of course I lost that. Um, yeah. So I he's forgot. a guy he knew at school. Cho was right, though. I definitely it was a guy, that. like, he talked about, like, they bullied him. Right. So, like, <laughs> just another, right. another notch in the bad guy, Mark. And this is what was going on at this guy's mansion. Just as fucking right. fucked up. I forgot that was before. That was because that's how he got the box, obviously. So that's like, so yeah. rest of like, quote unquote, real stuff. Right. And then what you're saying is like a anthology uh, for these movies. I mean, Look, if you if you really think about it, you can watch like, the first movie. And, the, and then if you watch Bloodline, yeah. you see the end of everything. So right. every, literally, if, if another movie doesn't take place past 20... 127 or whatever the fuck the movie took place. Right. All of the movies just take place in between there. Yep, and true. then that is the true ending yeah, to this yeah. to the story. They that whatever the blood, happens. The bloodline, you know, the uh that family they do end up killing the Which Cenobites. Is insane so to that's think about. the end. So that's the right. ending of this all all, all yeah. this this is all filler. Yeah. And adventures of the puzzle box and yeah. the Cenobites in between. That's true. Those times when they battled the you know the, that bloodline there, so it's a kind of an interesting thing to think about. Like, oh, I people probably don't think about it that way, but I mean, it how, is how something can, that's yeah, there. It's not, like how this is how it, this is how it ends. It ends this way, and you are you know that before watching everything else, and it's almost like a way that they can get away with just doing whatever. They for can do whatever how, they want because they've already ended it. Yeah, it's already it's, it's still, over with. It they they ended. ended it, and I got. I mean, it's it's fine. Well, it's fine. I don't hate it. No, I like I, I like it. I like the backstory behind the the puzzle box. You get some insight. It's just, it feels like if I had to critique on. it, like how this one was just like a because that was more about getting into the history and then like showing these different things. Like some things I felt, and it's a weird thing to say about any horror movie, but like contrived. But like I understand it's his legacy. It's in his blood. It keeps going. Whereas this movie itself is like one just one single guy, this weird story about one man sinning, leading him to hell. And he gets what he deserves. Right. The end. Like it's a, it's just a simple, like again, story. And I think they can get away with 
they do that now because the last one was like a, it was like three little mini movies in one, yeah. which is fine. And mm-hmm. you get a little you get to learn about the history of the puzzle box. Now we've gotten that out of the way because people, I'm sure, always wonder like, oh, what's this? Where did it come yeah. from? Blah, blah blah. Well, here we go. We gave this to you. Yeah, there you go. Take it. Yeah, take it. Here you go. And so yeah, I don't have a problem with that one. I definitely don't have a problem with this one. No. I, I still would have, I mean, that's bloodline is because I would love it to still be a mystery, but they told the story with it. So like, it's hard. You know what I mean? That is what it is. But just to have this box, where did it come from? I need to rewatch. And the fact that I found Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 are on Prime. I looked them up. Right. Makes just, sense. So like, I need to rewatch those. Yeah. Like, they're soon. always a good watch. There's even a couple documentaries out there about the making of both movies. Yeah. Um, oh, I watched one on Shutter. Um, so if you want to watch a good documentary about the making of Hellraiser Two, it is called Leviathan: The Story. Uh, it's a story. It's story of both movies: story of yeah. Hellraiser and, and Hellbound Hellraiser Two. It's called Leviathan. Um, uh, on Shutter they had it split up. That's why I thought they were two separate sure. things. Um, but I watched both of them. Yes, and it's like. A total, it's like a fucking long. I believe you. It's like a lengthy thing, mm-hmm. but it's it was recently done. It was uh, so it's not like you know in the last within the last like yeah. five six years, put yeah. all put together and everything, yeah. and really really well made uh, nice. documentary about Very both cool. movies. So Very cool. Um, even like just watching those, um, is like fun just to watch like. Even if you haven't watched the first two Hellraiser movies in a while, they show enough, and they the, so it's a, like mm-hmm. a fun little trip down memory road, while Very also good. like you know all these ins and outs and yeah. controversies about the movie when it was came out and Naturally, things like that. Of so uh, a lot of good, a lot just of good how, stuff there. It's just how hell goes, guys. It's just that's <laughs> what hell is. It's gotta gotta roll with it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had a, I had the same, you know thoughts too yeah, like so like, shoot i'm gonna like this one yeah so it's just uh because it wasn't like narratively as a story like it wasn't a mess like that's what pisses me off the most about any like things that just are random they happen for no reason but like his family like, and that's why i don't like three three just feels like it's yeah, like, i need to rewatch that one which again was on three feels like it's happening for no reason i feel like it's a lot of with that like rich guy and yeah. he has like the thing in his house like this movie had a thesis of like He's a shitty. He's a real shitty guy. He's gonna get his comeuppance. Yeah, and here's how. It, here's what happened to it. This shitty guy when he opened the box. Right, and before like literally, I leaned back. Uh, did a lot of leaning back because it made me lean forward so many times. Like, oh monster. Oh, what's this? <sighs> oh, is this a man chained to the steering wheel of his ice cream truck, being shredded by hooks and chains by a demon? Wow. And then again, oh, we're just watching this at the bar. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was um, like when he like basically like when he's ripped apart and then wakes up again and then it's almost like Hellraiser a Christmas Carol like oh Scrooge has learned his lesson he's gonna be a good person but then like oh no he's just really you're just fucked now you're right. done yeah this is you don't get to do that like no. you, in in your your hell is realizing you could have been a better person and you weren't and now you just get to live it in perpetual you know perpetuity you just. I wonder if he would have made suffering. the right, if he would have made better decisions in his hell, if they would have let him go. Probably not. Yes, probably not. I mean, that's what I mean. The hell is—he's <laughs> like, already opened the box. Yeah. Well, the hell is. Oh, yeah. There's no letting him go. But like, the hell is like showing you what you could have done, 
And then like, oh, I could have, I can still, I still have time to change. I'm so grateful for the time I have left. They're like, well, no, you don't. No, that, you're though. stuck here. Yeah. Because like, you know how you were like banging a hooker after you just were ignoring your wife and your daughter and doing drugs off of her. And then, like, you go to the bathroom and play with a puzzle box. Like, what are you doing? Not only that, you only have the puzzle box because you stole it from evidence. Right. You're horrible. Well, he was trying so, to figure out what happened with his friend. Yeah, his friend that he bullied. <laughs> like, what? His friend was clearly into some fucked up shit, so. Well, how about him being shitty even in the very beginning with that chess game? Yeah. Total dick. Yeah, they, when they're yeah, Paul, I forgot about that scene. No, yeah, he's just right off the bat. Like before you realize this guy's a cop, you just like because that's you know real cool. The first thing you see, like this guy's an asshole. Like, oh, now he's a policeman. They're playing Great. chess in like the middle of like a basketball. Yeah, it's court. like they're also coaches. So like the kids are like practicing or people are practicing. They were just at the gym because they were in the locker room and he's changing and he's doing coke in the locker room. Right. But they also asked about like the the games and stuff. So I assumed like he they those guys might have been part of a team. It's just weird that they were playing chess. That's what I mean. And they asked the, him about a basketball yeah, in game the middle before of the, where the basketball game. And was he going says on. professor. So it seems like it seemed like it was a school. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Professor. It seems like it was right. A school. Yeah. It's just so weird. like he's a cop who also like coaches and like they just letting the teams dick around. Oh, play and he's playing chess. Yeah, play a game. I play chess in the middle of the court. Right. Right, I mean, that's the only reason why he would be there. It's the only thing I can think of. It's yeah. like a coach thing, and it was just practice, and they're just screwing around. Or he's just going there to play chess. He goes there every Wednesday to play chess against well, I figure same he, guy. He goes in the locker room. Yeah, they say, well, you know, for sure. But, like, you know, they did some coaching or whatever. He's at the school. The team's just sticking around now. And then they come in and play some chess. Because he just, he clearly looks for any reason to do drugs and be away from his family. Right, yeah. So, like, he's just. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. So, so any weird place he's in, it's like, well, is his family there? No. Well, that's why he's there. Is his partner there? Oh, wait. He's framing him. I'm like, he loves solving puzzles. And he thought, like, talking about, like, his, his palindrome name. Tony. Tony's name was a little much. Tony Mahoney or whatever. Tony Noonan. Tony Nooney. Oh, what was his last name? It was Tony. Yeah, because it was a palindrome. That was a whole, that was a whole thing. You know. What's a ten-letter word for your name? My name's like eight letters or whatever. Tony Tony Neonen. It was N E N O N E N. Yeah. So you see, yeah. Yeah. But like, how long was he this guy's partner? Because like, he made it seem like they just met each other. Yeah, they said they weren't partners for very all that yeah, like, long. They said it was like nine. Oh, I haven't seen you in like nine months or something. Yeah, it was like a very short amount of time they've been partners. He hadn't seen him in and, a while. And then like, like, yeah, and he's even like even before he frames him. He makes that guy go to like that uh, that hotel yeah. and like help him cover up. The, right. Even if he wasn't gonna frame him, he's still like, "Oh, you gotta help me cover this shit and, up." And not only that, like Tony keeps saying, "This is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this." Yeah. And there in my head, you know, I mean, there's a bad cop and a good cop, but the, you know, good cop is still helping this man hide all this. I mean, it's a movie, obviously, but like. There's a girl hanging from like the shower head, yeah. and he's just like, "Oh, this dust off these prints." And then we'll just call it in. Yeah. Oh, we got an anonymous tip that this happened. That this happened to this. And then in his hell world, Tony at least has the common sense to be like, "Yeah, man, you're you have you're the problem with all these people dying. Like you're the common denominator." And they fight in the street. Right. And then like, Tony's death is lame, but whatever, because he's just so far away, he sees it happen, and yeah. it's by the demon. It's just kind of like, oh. 
But I mean, what's not lame is Tony throwing cross knives across right, the room. Right, yes. That's good stuff. That was good stuff. And uh, speaking of death, Joseph's death. Well, not death, but... He's, when he's ripped in half. When he's ripped apart. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Those hooks, it was a good rip. It was yeah, a good, like, a, like you know, for like they always like do. They friend. always do that good. They always, in all the movies, Bloodline. I just feel whatever, like. That's always a good good scene of like, ripping the person apart. Of course. It's always a good scene, ripping the person apart. <laughs> it's a good sentence. This the chains in the dark room after there's been tormenting or messing with the puzzle box, you know, messing with things you you shouldn't be doing. That's like Hellraiser to me. Like that was, you know, he's in the dark room. The chains come out. He looks messed up as heck. And then like Pinhead's like, hey, here we are. This is what you've done. You are, you know, again, his whole speech about how it ruined us. He's the one who took away his own innocence. He's the bad guy. You ruined things yourself. You have no one else to blame. This is all your decisions. And now we're going to rip you into pieces. Yeah. And now you're in hell forever. And even Doug, even Doug Bradley liked this movie. He should. He liked that the uh, like we like we keep saying eh, Pinhead was more of a neutral party here. He was like, the Doug knows about the human Pinhead. was the villain, and that's kind of more closer to the that's what I want. First two, the human movies. are the bad guys. Yeah, because yeah, even in the second one, um, Christie's yeah. stepmom. Yeah, she's like the villain. Yeah. with the doctor. Yeah, and the doctor is like a bad guy. He is the bad. Oh, he guy. is her. Both he is, of them. Her he and is him. Worse yeah. than any Cenobite. Yeah. Yeah. And Uncle Frank is the bad guy in the first one. He's the bad guy. Right. This is muscle man running around stealing people's skin. Conning his Kirstie's stepmother. Right. Who ends up becoming the bad guy in the second one. And well, she's kind of pretty much the bad guy in the first one, too. Correct. Um, But yeah, yeah. He he also uh, enjoyed the movie. It looks like a lot of critics did, too. Some people just said, like, you know, the biggest one person said the biggest flaw was calling the movie Hellraiser. But other than that, like, I would argue the biggest thing is calling it Hellraiser Inferno. Yeah, like, Inferno's, a, Inferno's a shitty name for it. They just think about honestly, like something like this, like if you just put like Hellraiser 5 and that was it, just leave it alone. You could call it, oh, well, after Bloodline, they're running with the subtitle game. They could, but you can always stop. But movies don't have to make so, any sort of rhyme or reason. Yeah, maybe they could have chose something better than Inferno. I don't know what you. I would. get it because it's hell, his hell, his inferno. Yeah, but like, but it wasn't really unless I need to read Dante's Inferno and look for allegories about the trials he went through as if Dante's descending into hell. Like if, if there's different layers, if they went that deep about it, maybe that's why it's called Inferno. Which then I'd be like, all right, that's kind of a deeper it's thing. A lot of research to do Feels, for, to understand the title of a movie. Well, I mean, if they <laughs> if they use that in the movie itself, you know, that's like if that was a deeper meaning, because like deeper meanings, that's good stuff. Right. But I mean, it, my first instinct. But again, my first instinct was maybe I wasn't gonna like this movie. So maybe there's more to right, it. Yeah. Same here. Well, like you said, because the name sounds so generic. Like, yeah, Hellraiser Inferno. What does that tell me? Yeah, it Nothing. does. Uh, so yeah, like you said, like uh, like I was telling you, a lot of there's a lot of people on IMDb that really like this movie. It's actually very like few, just a very few low reviews. Solid, um, it's a solid well, film. There's not a ton of reviews in the first place, but there's not a lot of low sure. reviews. One person, three out of ten stars. Uh, Hellraiser Noir is the title of this. Max Payne, played by a budget David Boreanaz in A Christmas Carol. Not sure why it's called Inferno. (laughs) There was no fire. There were a lot of indoor blizzards. Pinhead is barely in it. I mean, that's true. 
But again, to the part about like Pinhead barely being in it though, like when you see him, it matters. Like I didn't, right. I didn't miss him if that makes sense. And then when I saw him, like they're going to show me him and he's just perfect. I just thought it was because the other direction is so much of them. It becomes a cartoon. If you don't do it like one or two, it becomes more of a cartoon, like three. You don't want that. Right. Uh, so I got another. I'll, this one's not that good. Uh, so I got another review here. 10 out of 10 stars. There are a lot of 10 out of 10 stars. Makes sense. Mostly a lot of sevens. That's like the biggest. I get it. The biggest chunk there like was people, sevens. People didn't hate it, but it wasn't the best thing ever. Seven. Well, yeah. This guy says best Hellraiser. Let me start by saying that recently I've been on a bit of a Hellraiser trip. Interesting. I read the Hellbound Heart book nice. and decided to rewatch the movies. Yes. Originally, I saw number two first, then number one. Ugh. Both of which <laughs> we oh, so they like lead right into yeah. each other. Very oh, confusing. That's not good. Uh, both of which I love and rewatch. Recently, I saw numbers three and four. Three sucks. Four I thought was interesting for the history of La Marchande. And the box, but it was kind of cheesy. Now for this. This movie, for lack of better words, is perfect. I like it. After going to school for <laughs> multimedia, I was first amazed by the cinematography. The acting is flawless. The story, while not the traditional Hellraiser movie, is so interesting. If you haven't seen this, you need to watch it. That's why it excels. I was really impressed with a few, th- a few of the things, this mo- things the movie incorporated. In the book... It mentions the engineer, which has never been worked into any movie previously. It is also it also gets the flor fluorescence that in the previous movies just looked like crappy lighting. I thought that was kind of, eh, but all right, perfectly. As for the Cenobites, Pinhead is of course perfect. You can't go wrong with Mister Bradley and the uh, and the others are original and creepy. I'm a horror fan, and most movies don't really creep me out anymore, especially after watching a bunch of Takeshi. Takashi Mikey films, which yeah, that would do it. Sure. Uh, but there, it was one scene in particular that really got me. Great. He didn't explain what scene well, really got that's, him that's in this. Disappointing. I would like to know. There's <laughs> oh, a lot of good scenes. Yeah, there's a lot of good scenes. I don't think there was anything in this movie that was that creepy that would really like bother somebody, especially if they were watching all the Japanese horror films like that. Um, sure. I mean, I don't know. Old man, child laugh with his face stretched apart. That's pretty creepy. It was pretty creepy. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was the one with the with child. And it was laugh. just a nice little, you know, one and done. Like here's a guy that's creepy. Yeah. The end. I will say this is a good Hellraiser, but it's not better than one and two. No, I think it's a stretch to say sure. that. But like you can't do those again. So do something different. Right. Which yeah. is Why? Especially on a small budget, you can't do all the. Bells and whistles, so you do something like this. We'll see how it holds up as we keep watching these, but I think my main thing is, like, how much of a villain are the Cenobites? I think that's going to be my sticking point. <laughs> how much are they, like, legit bad guys, or are they just doing a thing? Like, a service, right. if you will. And it depends, though, I guess. Like, if they tie back to the other movies in any shape, way, shape, or form, like, maybe, especially one and two, yeah. they can kind of be bad guys in a sense, depending on how they involve with those first two movies. I don't know if any of them do. We'll see. But if they, if any of them do tie in at any point, you could get them as villains for specific reasons. But we'll see what happens there. Um, I did. I I will say like you know I I also read the Hellbound Heart. Um, I as far as like sometimes, you know, people are always like the book's better than the movie. I think. The well, first the top. book's a short story, right? Yeah, shorter. It's it's not, it's not a, a short story. 
It's short for a book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that the first Hellraiser movie I think is better than the book. Yeah, I think it does a better you job of explain. It does a it does a better job of explaining everything. Gives you more detail into like everything. The book is good still. It has a, it's a good basis for everything. But I think I almost wish he would have done more books. Well, more. with I mean maybe I mean probably he wrote a story and then when Clive did the movie he's like well this is my blueprint. There's more good right. more good so, stuff. Still very interested to see whatever happens with that re- show. It was like a show or a movie. I thought there was a movie that was going to be on Hulu or something, but HBO was going to do a show. Yeah. I don't know. I remember the, they uh, they announced an actress that was going to play Pinhead. Right, they did. Don't know wh- where or what or which version of it was going to, or did the HBO one get nixed, the show and the Hulu movie or she's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with any of that, but uh, but it would be interesting to to maybe hear something sometime soon about the next uh, Hellraiser movie. But the next Hellraiser movie that we're going to discuss yes. is the sixth installment in this franchise. It's from two thousand two. It's called Hellraiser Hellseeker. I feel like the name sounds too cool. I got well. I got well, my doubts. While they were trying to go with Hellraiser Hellfire before they. Did Inferno with that with that idea with the lament and uh, you know Hellfire then Hellseeker they could have had because you gotta say Hell twice in the name Hellraiser Hellseeker Hellraiser Hellfire right yeah there's uh, there's one of these that the title is just like makes me cringe Gates of Hell Hellraiser Hellmaster yeah no one of one of the titles in one of the next movies we will be watching does make me kind of cringe. Well, I mean, I looked at them all. I just got to remember them. Yeah, now. the Hellraiser Debtor. Is that, that what it's called? Yeah. Oof. That one made the title alone just makes me Oof. cringe. Debtor. Woof. It's like Die Hard Two when people thought it was people think it's called Die Hard. But it's not because it's a fucking awful title. Um. The universe is merged. That's clearly an artifact from universe. Too many people believe. No, that. what it is, it's the t- fucking tagline to the movie. Sure, but like, so people thought that was the title. People still do. But it's the tag. It's on the poster, so I understand the confusion. But it's not called Die Hard Two. Die Harder. I mean, it's not a good tagline either. No, but yeah, just but sometimes. But, sometimes the consumer makes the decision. But Hellraiser Deader. At this point, every, every yeah. time I see that on the fucking case, I'm like, Ugh, I couldn't come up with anything other other than debtor. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen the movie, but I can't imagine I mean, that debtor is a good title. Just like Inferno at, wasn't a great title no, for this movie. That was that's honestly my only complaint about this movie. Why is it called Inferno? That's what you guys had. Why would we? Uh, could have come. Could have come up with a different. Even Hellfire. Just can work if you're gonna use Inferno. Hellfire works. They could have just stuck with Hellfire for the fucking subtitle. I mean, I was almost gonna say Hell World, but I think that's one of the other movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Hell World is. Yeah. I, it's only. It's too bad it couldn't have been during Christmas because you literally could have called it Hellraiser Christmas Carol, but then it would have given away the whole point. Right. Hell World would have worked for this though. Yeah. Because his world turns into Hell. Hell World. Hell Hellraiser Sin Time. Is that Sin a good one? Time. I was going to say Sin Fest, but Sin Time was funnier to me. Sin It to Win It. That's a good title. 
That is that, that sounds is, like it's comedy. Um it sounds like a comedy. Sin it Hellraiser, Sin it to win it. Sounds like a fucking comedy. Nah, it'd be like Sounds a, like a comedy starring Pinhead. Nah, it'd be like a Quentin Tarantino vibe, like Reservoir Dogs. Well, what, what were the other ones, Rook? There was Hellraiser Judgment. That's the one, the one, the last one we really watched for the podcast before yeah. we started this. That was the that's the most recent Hellraiser movie. It is. is. It was Hellraiser one, Judgment. I being a mess. And what was the other one you watched with like the chains in the basement? It was like Hellraiser Revelations. I would love to watch that one again to see if I still hate it, but I did not. I was not impressed at the time. And I don't think my thoughts on the Cenobites have changed that much. Probably will, because also Doug Bradley's not. They got like some other like. But like he was more. I just again, I think it. I think I came to the realization on this show tonight. If the hell, if the Cenobites act more like villains, I'm not a fan. And then Judgment, were they the villains? It was like they, it was all took place in that house. Well, there was also angels. And I, and like God was like kind of a bad like angel like heaven was like also evil, like was like bad yeah. guys. I just remember what was that guy the accountant or yeah whatever? that guy was cool that guy was fucking awesome. Was I always go back to how cool that guy was. He was he was cool like the idea. only cool thing about that movie. Well, he's Italian up. You gotta have somebody Italian up. Hell and like hell can look like anything. So hell can be like an abandoned building. That's fine. Right. It's funny when people like look at this just the weird house and it's like what's going on inside there. Oh, it's just a like gateway to hell. But again, I like that. Well, yeah, it's also a decision on a low budget. How can we film yeah, something inside can, fucking things, one house with five it's rooms? True. But when you make things like mean different things, you can have like normal oh, settings. Oh, yeah. Again, like any, I mean, like Inferno, just normal stuff. But like, oh, actually, it's wild as shit. When he shotgun blasts the ice cream driver and he flies off into the abyss, that's good stuff. Yeah. And like with the building shaking, things are falling apart. When he's attacking his, his eyeless parents. In his old home with his oh, shotgun. Oh, yeah, that was fucking crazy. And when we got a glimpse into, like, his childhood, like, his dad's passed out on the couch. And, like, it's clearly the 70s when his dad's sleeping. But then, like, when he walks into the kitchen, it's, like, 1950-something. Like, the way his mom's dressed and stuff in the kitchen. Making him cookies or brownies or whatever. And then the aging, playing with him being a kid. And then being, a, like, he fades away and his mom's a husk because he never visited her. And then she's, like, a... Mess and like I didn't I didn't know they had kids. That's what that one lady kept saying. I mean, what an indictment. That's tough. Oh, it remembers one point. Okay. Now, is it a weird thing? It's not weird for a parent to say a child's first and middle name. Is it weird for a parent to say a child's first and last name that she shares? Yes. Joseph Thorne. That's how you talk to your children? No. Usually you say first middle. Joseph Thorne? That's what you say? First middle is usually how it goes. Yeah. So why was she saying Joseph Thorne as if that was like an endearing term? I'm saying my kid's just first and last name. Did she maybe Joseph didn't have a middle name? So then mm. she just say Jason, Joseph Thorne? Maybe because people, you know, obviously that's a decision. Not everyone has middle names, obviously. Were you gonna say Jason Thorne? No. I thought you were Jason Bourne. No, you're thinking about something else. I, I thought you were gonna say Jason Thorne at first, just no, because I'm, you were thinking about Jason Bourne. I no, know. I know how much you're always thinking about Jason Bourne. So. No, I'm just rambling about why a man is called Joseph Thorne by his mother. It's a very odd decision. It was. But again, did that push him away? Is that why he decided to abandon his family? Because his mother talked to him weird. Was she weird? They could have been weird people. We don't, we don't know. We only, we only got to meet a wacky uh, hell version of them. Just what he feels. Basically, yeah. Eyeless or mangled or blood just 
Pinhead, the door. Pinhead held this man's psyche up against a mirror, and he saw himself for the villain that he really was. And when he went to seek redemption, redemption was out of reach, and he was already in hell. It's true. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. It was, uh, I was surprised. I just felt like maybe a little pacing, pacing issues. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was good to go. So next week on the podcast, what were we going to say? No, I was just going to say, like that guy's review. Perfect. It's a bold statement. Yeah, it's a bold. It's a bold statement. It's yeah. a. Oh, it's a fine movie. It's For not what perfect. it was. Why? It's it was yeah. Just... It's 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 good. Uh, so yeah, go check out Hellraiser Inferno. I think like I said, I think we thought it was streaming on like Cinemax or something. Could be. A lot yeah. of them seem to be the first two. Yeah, they're always. Yes. I feel like the first two are always on Amazon. They are. Um, but uh, yeah, those are the rest of them. You gotta kind of search them out or get a DVD pack or. Um, if you have Cinemax, it looks like you're good to go on most of these uh, director video sequels. They're just if floating had, around in Cinemax. And if if we have more positive thoughts on these, and you're a listener of the show, and you're not watching the movies, just listening to us ramble about how cool Cenobites are and how everything is just wonderful in hell, maybe you want to snag one of these DVD packs and just have them to watch, right? Because We'll see what the over-under is, or, like how many we like and how many we don't. Or buy them and sit on them for 10 years and then realize, I guess I should buy or watch these. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's literally what happened <laughs> both. That's, again, when you buy an 11-movie DVD pack because you like the Prophecy movies and you have all these, you just have no intention to ever watch. I mean, I bought it just to rewatch. I know, re-watch, just to have uh, the third part three. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to watch part three again. And, and just looking back. How hard it was for us just to find three that one time. Yeah, that one time it, it was, was so hard. Yeah, it was very hard and to find. And now it's just out there. I honestly, it, although I think um, Arrow Video did put it out in a, they put out like a three pack Blu-ray okay. of one through one, two, and three. Okay. Um, so I think maybe it's you can get it on Blu-ray. It does seem kind of hard to three does seem kind of hard to it's find a weird on DVD, one. Yeah. but I think Blu-ray you can get maybe even part of the pack or separately for just. Yeah. For, but it's like a special edition from Arrow Video. Um, so there you go. So yeah, next week on the podcast, Hellraiser, Hellseeker from two thousand two. So go uh, go find it wherever you can uh, find movies. I'm sure you can rent it streaming, or you can uh, get the DVD there. Or maybe it's probably I wouldn't doubt if it's also on. Cinemax, since all the other could ones be. seem to be on Cinemax. Certainly could be. So for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Nick. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. B Movie.